Ladies and gentlemen, as always, welcome back to the BB Show. I'm your host, Beebs. I'm here with my co-host, Chen, as always. We got a special edition of Prediction Thursday for you guys today. Bringing back a segment, uh, well, we'll kick it off with Monday Primetime Recap, but we'll also bring back a segment we haven't done in a while, Dead or Alive, in light of the Baker Mayfield resurrection. Uh, and then we'll get into some fantasy frenzy, talk, <laughs> about the, talk about the Week 14 games, and then a little bit of who he played for. So uh, without further ado... Tom Brady pulls off yet another uh, fourth quarter miracle. What are your thoughts? Mm, can't say we haven't seen this one before. <laughs> I mean, we're just going to be honest. It's like, oh, geez, no, another Tom Brady last second drive. I, I mean, listen, even like as I get older, um, and uh, listen, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm Tom Brady, but things that used to kind of put pressure on you and you know like he started his career when he's like 22 23 like he's literally been in the league for half of his life like yeah. you have to understand yeah. that like that is insane and so i think it just gets to the point where it's like all right yeah final two minute drive this is our only shot but he's literally been there so many times whether it's postseason regular season preseason when he's fighting for snaps like this dude has just been there forever i was not shocked by it so like, the goat does it again like yeah no kidding but <laughs> I, I mean i think the bigger headline is one he continues to struggle against the saints whether it's his fault buccaneers fault i don't know but the saints defensively as team have their number uh i, I don't care that they won by a point yeah, they didn't even have a lot seconds of Right, on Monday Night Football. I really could care less because the Saints aren't a contender. I mean, they're at the bottom of the NFC. And I know we touched on it earlier about the idea that the Buccaneers are going to make a Super Bowl run, which is still, like, in the picture. And even, like, today, I was just looking at some of the seedings of teams and whatnot. Like, it's very – the NFC, just regardless of records, when you think of, like, who's in the playoff picture, no one screams, like – Oh, we're going to run the table. Like, we're far and away better than people. I, I really you think know what this I could, think is going to happen. I think a seven seed could beat a two this year. Like, I really think you want to know what I think is going to happen. I think the Buccaneers are going to win nine, eight, maybe even seven games. They're going to go eight and nine. They're going to go eight and nine. nine. I'm calling it now. And they're going to be the worst seed. Or actually, do they get it? They get they're going to be the four seed. They'll get the four, the four seed. seed. Okay, never mind. They're going to play the best wild card team, but what's that going to be? The Giants? Yeah, so they'll do or, that. You know, Seattle they'll play, maybe. They'll play, like... no, no, they'll play the Commanders, and he'll <laughs> have to be, he'll beat Taylor Heineke in the wild card at home. Then as the low seed, I believe, in the divisional, they would have to go either to Philadelphia or Minnesota would be my guess at this point. Probably a be- worse chance of winning if he goes to Philadelphia, but his road realistically could very easily just go from well, depending on what happens, could go Heineke, Hertz, Cousins, Heineke, Cousins, Hertz, could throw Jones in there, you could throw Prescott in there. It doesn't matter. I, I don't I- I'm starry. I I'm subscribing to the theory that he's gonna do this. He's going to be eight and nine. They might not go all the way. They're going to win at least a playoff game. And it's going to be an utter joke that they're even there because it's, it's, this is the worst division in football. They're worse than the North. I'll say it. they're worse than the NFC North. 
Oh yeah, I mean at least there's a contender out of the north, like that's regular season wise. Yeah, you know, like the Vikings and listen, I mean at this worse than the AFC South, the Lions or Packers could still get in. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, wow, yeah, because at least the South has a winning team. Like I'm pretty sure the Titans are going to come out of this. Let me tell you what's Uh, also going to happen. Okay, this is unrelated, but you mentioned the Lions or the Packers sneaking in. The Packers are going to go three and zero, have everything go right for them. And play the Lions in Week 18 and lose and be out. Okay, I've already seen the prophecy. I, I know that's gonna happen. So I don't man. even beat the Dolphins, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I love the Packers, but just like watching this, or not just watching them play. And even I understand the Dolphins didn't have the greatest game against the 49ers, but. I just feel like we're going to get not only completely out coached, like, like we might just get ran out. I don't really know where it is, and I don't think I care. <laughs> I, I just don't think we're capable. It, it was like the year when Rodgers came back from the collarbone, and I was like, oh, we're going to run the table. But we ran into Carolina that year when they went 15-1, and I believe. And like even going into the week, I was like, oh, man, I'd love if we run the table, but – this is like a very tough matchup for us. It just didn't happen. I'm seeing that with not only the Dolphins. I'm not going to write off the Vikings as much as I think we should get it done in Lambeau. The oh, Vikings, I'm assuming the Vikings close, are playing. Yeah. If, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. And, that's, and again, we'll see. I, I don't actually know if they will. Weeks, but... I think they will just because Philly and, you know, between the Vikings and the Eagles, I think it's going to come down to probably a tiebreaker like like i think that week is going to matter in my opinion yeah um i, I just think personally the the, the layups are going to be the rams and if they really want to be competitive we should take care of the lions i mean i say that but it, it, none of it's guaranteed and that's why i just think this year is different than the other because it's not like rogers is coming back from injury we're just kind of expecting him to play better with the team he's got around him, which has been happening a little bit with Christian Watson. I will give some credit, but well, okay, you know, I, I'm throwing a pin in this conversation because they're on by this week, so we don't need to talk about them. Um, no, we don't. But but we got there based on saying that the Buccaneers are, are going to be a contender in the NFC. I've just convinced myself. I don't think they can win. I still think they got offensive line problems, but. They're gonna end up. They're gonna find a way to get the easiest road. They're gonna get farther. I'm just, than I'll, be, I'll be happy if they don't, but I've just accepted the reality. So yeah, there's no way the Saints. Should, and that's the thing. The Saints should have won that game. They they outplayed them for 45 minutes. I feel like. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And so like Saints are good. So yeah. that just kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. But we can pivot. We can pivot off of Monday Night Football because that game just made me sad because I realized what was coming in a month or two. It was boring, so, really, until that end. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, dead or alive? This is a very interesting conversation. Um, we'll kick it off. Let's just kick it off. Baker Mayfield, your thoughts? Yeah, I'll just preface a bit because I know dead alive. People are like, what do you mean when we're talking about players? Because last time we did this segment, it was playoff team. Well, if teams can make playoffs, like is this team still alive yeah. or are they completely dead? And now we are focusing on the careers of players. Are they still going to have like, and when I say a spot in the NFL, I mean like 
and not back up for two years and they're out. I'm saying, like, Geno Smith is a good example. Like, young around, he still gets his opportunities. Like, fringe NFL guy is what we're kind of going for because we're not going to throw out good names here. All right, it's guys that might have had done some things in the past, but ultimately this season they got benched, cut, you know, traded. I don't know. But, right, first name on the list, Baker Mayfield, who – Got cut by request. Honestly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Panthers did it on their own. It doesn't matter what it, you know, it, it, the move I, I made think, sense. Honestly, I think he wanted to go to San Francisco. And I think not, he did. And not, you know, um, LA, but San Francisco is appearing to roll with Brock Purdy and good things are coming out of the locker room. So we could be like, oh, yeah. we could have that conversation too in a little bit. But when they, when Brock yeah, Purdy what conversation off, though? Because here's the thing the hypothetical the conversation, the hypothetical, what the 49ers if, don't need one Baker Mayfield's reckless play and two, a quarterback at all. Like, this is an offense that no, I, meant, ran... I meant the Brock Birdie, Purdy conversation of like, what if he's the next Tom Brady? Let's pump the brakes, dude. <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't no, but matter. Seriously, you, when was the last time we had a situation? Me, he's the man. only Mr. Irrelevant in the history of the NFL to ever throw a touchdown pass or score a touchdown. And that's great. Like, I, I really love the story. I do. And honestly, it'll probably be around for a bit because I think like Nick Mullins, like there's guys that just in the 49er system are going to get a better rep because, oh, I don't know, Kyle Shanahan's their OC and head coach. Um, I personally think and am very under the opinion that you throw me any, you know, college quarterback down the road in the 49ers scheme and the game plan is, hey, Debo's going to come on jet sweeps occasionally. McCaffrey might, but if you don't, you can hand it off to him. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, you know, the handoffs, jet sweeps, whatever, you can also just dump it off to Kittle. You can dump it off to Debo. And I'm hey, like, you all you got to do is guys. score. It's like Russell Wilson's setup, except they actually do score 17 points. <laughs> Practically, yeah. I that's, mean, that's, that's Russell Wilson in a sense when he was in Seattle, like in terms of like, Having the guys like I, yeah, I would not like, consider like okay defensive Murray defensively set up or in Denver how we always make the jokes like oh if they had scored seventeen points they'd be like fourteen or whatever ten and two at this point right what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens in San Francisco except they do it half the time so they're you know right I, I mean the team still put up thirty three points and Jimmy G went down in the second quarter. And again, I'm not saying that's all Brock Purdy. He didn't make any mistakes, but if that's the job as a quarterback, just to go in there and not turn the ball over, like if that, if you're going into the game with that in mind, I would hope at a professional level you just don't do it. But yeah. in terms of what Baker Mayfield is striving for, this dude was a first overall pick. And it's different from guys like, you know, I know they aren't like the first overall picks, right? Or Jameis Winston and Goff. But even the guys who went behind him, Mariota and Wentz, like you look at all those dudes, they're like six four and above, athletically gifted, have arms, like they're just good talents. And my thing with Baker Mayfield is he was a Heisman winner. He had really good stats, but in terms of like a talent, his arm isn't off the charts. He's short. He's not extremely fast for his size. 
Like he was more a product of the system. And so when I think of guys that are going to hang around, you hang around the league when you're talented. And if you're going to produce when you don't have talent, you just you have to produce. Otherwise, you're not going to hang around. And that's my thing with Baker Mayfield is even if he produces with the Rams, which I don't think he will. He doesn't have Cooper Cup. It's the team's in shambles. They're in tank mode. But even if he does like a couple of good games here, he's securing himself a backup role. Like, I really think this dude might be out of league in one or two years, and he's going to be up there in the conversations with the Jamarcus Russells of the world, the Ryan Leafs. I understand they didn't have, like, a winning season with the Browns and whatnot, but I think just the way the NFL is today and that microwave mentality of – in that conversation because I don't think his expectations were ever that high. He was, in my opinion, he was not supposed to get drafted first overall. But it was the Browns. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it was a complete reach by the Browns. But I also think part of it is the reason he was a reach was lacking the physical gifts. And, and, you know, he's got some, but it's not on the level of being, like, able to run and be big. Like, he's a slightly taller Russell Wilson with less mobility. And we're seeing how that's working out in Denver. Like, it, it's just a matter of he's going to get pushed out eventually by guys that are coming in for some, and we'll probably touch on it a bit because we're playing there alive, but like Desmond Ritter is a prime example. Like Mariota didn't do anything terrible this past yeah, week. Yeah, but to answer the question, I think his career is alive in the sense that he will get the backup role. I think for a year or two, I honestly think his career is like the coffin. I think he's chilling in it. A lot of people are like, Hey man, like, can you give us anything? Got any like money in there? Like I don't know. I think he's produced enough this around. year to go sit behind anybody. He he's produce I can what? See, well, produce, produce, produce this year. Produce on the sense of wins and not turning the ball over. That's it. That's what you Excuse need to be a quarterback. I'm pretty sure you had more turnovers than touchdowns. Is that true? That's gotta be true. You wouldn't be benched, especially the Panthers are. Look at their quarterback situation. If you got PJ Walker and you're starting him with confidence over Baker Mayfield, I would not think he's having whoa, a good whoa, season. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, okay, I'll answer the question. To get, to, to get back on track, Baker Mayfield, uh, I agree. I think his career is dead, and I think he's going to – if he plays tonight, he's going to embarrass himself even more. Um, I honestly – answer this question. I don't even know why he, the Rams signed him. I see no incentive for that other than they have no quarterbacks on their roster healthy and this guy just came available uh yeah because actually i read a report and could be true could be not but it's coming from you know i think it was like bleacher report which are you about to say if you're about to say what you think you already have his name written down no it was just he was the only guy that got like the rams were the only team that put in a waiver claim for the guy yeah like that's true like that is true like that's that basically means they just didn't have a QB room. So, like, just seeing that is already acknowledging, all right, he's people done. aren't even applying to get this guy. Like, I think he's, like you said, backup maybe next year and then following. No, I think that Mariota has a better He's, he's on his way out. Next year than yeah, I agree. No, I agree just from the physical tools and whatnot. But, yeah. uh, no. All right. Can, uh... and, and, you know, it's just crazy with Baker Mayfield how fast we've fallen, man. It was not that long ago that we were just like, yeah, he's a competent starter. He turns the ball over, but he's he's getting there. They're winning. Case games. Keenum, man. I know the draft status is different, but 
had an amazing run with the Vikings, and all of a sudden, just like that, back to a backup. Yeah. Because you understand the physical limitations. Of some yeah, of but guys. he's going to be in the league. I don't know how old he is, but he'll have, he's had a long career. Uh, and he'll yeah, and he'll to stick to it. Career. He will. Because Case Keenum is smart enough to realize he knows who he is. He's not going to go out and try and prove he's a number one pick. He's going to just get the job done, get the ball. Chase Chase Daniel type. Exactly. And that's how you make money. You know, you have a career and have a good life. But, no, we can pivot off Baker Mayfield because, I mean, we don't need to talk about guys. That's crap. I I really am curious about this one, though. Melvin Gordon got signed to the practice squad of the Chiefs. I believe a week ago. I didn't even and... know that. I didn't even yeah, know he got I, cut yeah. by the Broncos. Oh, yeah, like mid-season, and now they're turning over to Latavius Murray, which oh is more of the same in my opinion. Um, comments on whether – because, listen, the running back position in general is so cutthroat. And if you're already on uh, practice squad, he's not young in terms of running back years. Yeah, I, I, his career is over. As harsh as that sounds, look, look, and I might go on a little bit of a rant here, but the era, it was like three or four, maybe five years ago, where running back started to get really inflated in value. And there was this huge like 2000s, in my opinion. No, 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 no. I'm talking like 90s. 2000, no, I'm talking like 2016 to 2018 because inflated in their own heads because then it went completely the opposite. When two guys specifically, Melvin Gordon being one of them and Le'Veon Bell being the other, decided that they worked, they didn't get the big contract they wanted. If they had just signed the deal and not gotten the max or whatever the terms were, if they had just signed it, maybe we would have found out. The other guy that phased out at that at, at that time was Todd Gurley, but you could have ridden the narrative off that that was injuries, right? But no, yeah, you know, really these held guys, out. these guys held out. And James Conner came in and produced just as much. And now look at what Austin Eckler has become. Austin Eckler was undrafted, which is even crazier to think about because at least Conner was a draft pick. So they proved, and now it's a widely accepted narrative, and eventually it will swing back where running backs will matter. But right now, running backs don't matter. (laughs) And you can find them anywhere and get production out of them. I think that people go too far with it. There is a level of talent that is required, i.e. Trent Richardson. Okay. So when it comes to a guy like Melvin Gordon, especially in this day and age, uh, he's done. He, he, he may finish the year on the Chiefs practice squad and he might get a Super Bowl ring because of that. But <laughs> that'll be it because he's got too much baggage. He's got too many miles on him. And on top of it all, he can't hold on to the football. And he fumbles all the time. That's the one job. You know, Adrian Peterson played forever because he was an all-time great, and he was could still be productive as a member of a committee into his mid to late thirties. Right. And Melvin Gordon can't. Yeah. No, I think it's plain as that. Like, he's definitely getting worse. You can hang on to the football. Adrian Peterson at one point had fumble issues. But he would go for 200 yards the next week, so it didn't matter. Like, it, it was the Vikings. It was who they were. And, yeah, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because I'm going to have to agree that Melvin Gordon's career is as good as dead. If Le'Veon Bell can't make a comeback, who I thought even at certain points, like, the steel, that was really what they could do. They could get things going. They could do this Matt Canada basic 
check down offense, whatever, because they had Le'Veon Bell. Like he would just turn plays that were one or two yards. Oh, he was one of the most five, fun six running yards. backs. One of the best I've ever yeah. seen in my life. He was the most patient so runner good. I've ever seen. I yeah. gotta have the, I mean just to be able to get the ball. Guys are coming at you just okay, here we go. Like that is crazy patience. And the fact he can't get a job. Uh, yeah, I think Melvin Gordon is as good as gone. Um, it's tough, you know, it's a tough league. Not crazy Latavius Murray still hanging around, but yeah, we'll keep it going. Hey, do you have another guy? Because I've got I have one in the back of my head. I've got that an I, interesting I really want to talk one. about. Okay, okay, I've got an interesting two, but one won't take very long. So, uh, there's a rumor going on right now that Matt Stafford has a disc in his back that is pressing up against his spinal cord towards his neck. And mm. if this is true, it would require back and neck surgery. So my question to you is, even the rumors aside, have we seen the last of Matt Stafford? Because we have I other mean, injury issues. Due to injury, yes. I, I just don't think it's due to poor play. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't year. have to be. It doesn't have to be poor play. I, I'm just saying, is 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 have we seen the last of them? I think it's up to him. I, I actually don't really know the answer to that question. I, I don't know. I've heard the report. I, I don't know how significant it is. Peyton Manning had something similar, and he came back and won a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning was like six years younger. Was and again that. Just probably true. Maybe not six, but like, he was young. I'll say it's like 2012, so he definitely wasn't young. But I, I'm not gonna write it off. And again, I'm not really gonna knock Stafford for having a bad season. I'm I not mean, doing that either. Him. I'm not doing that either. I'm just saying if if I think this could be it. I'm kind of in that sense where, and we'll get to another guy. I have it makes guy, sense if, but... if McVeigh leaves and Donald retires and Stafford. So that's McVeigh is I the. Mean... I wrote down one coach. I actually wrote down two, but I don't want to talk about Cliff Kingsbury. So, uh, yeah. McVeigh. I'm gonna go on a limb here. I think he's done after this year. I think he's gonna retire. He's gonna take a deal to broadcast somewhere for four or five years and maybe he'll come back to coaching. Maybe he won't, but I think we are going to see the last of Sean McVay. I don't always see the last of him. He's his like career Hayton retired and he's like, already his career is not trying to get back in that sense. Right. Like no, somebody will hire him, but yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of what I'm like at with like, it's dead in the sense. Like if they wanted a career, they just don't have it. And like, I'm pretty sure if Stafford, if he took the surgery, retired, and then next season was like, I, I think I'm good to go. He would for sure secure a backup job if he wanted it, but like I, I think there'd still be. Oh, teams he'd start because of right. Like there's just teams. But I don't think he's gonna. I think he, I could see him retire. Yeah. Uh, and Who's see, your guy? You know, it's Kenny Galladay. I think that needs to be oh, talked he's, about. He's, there's nothing to talk about, man. No chance. He's done. <laughs> He's six four receiver got paid a lot of money, was really good with the Lions. I think it's entertaining to talk about. I, I think if he gets on a practice, even if he gets somewhere that is like, oh, maybe we should like promote him and he has like one big game, I think that's what it takes for receivers. They're kind of different in the way of like running backs where 
running backs can have two or three good games, and the second you have a bad one, you're benched. You could be cut. I mean, that's just how it is. Receiver, it's like, oh, you put together ten, you know, let's utilize him a little bit more, and let's let's get him involved. To my knowledge, he's not that old either. No, he's and not. And like, so when I'm thinking of like careers are dead, if he just well, one gets his ego together. All right, like complaining about snaps when you're just not good right now, not the way to go. You got paid to be a certain guy, and if you can't make it with the Uber drivers that Giants are putting out there at receiver right now, <laughs> that's kind of um, my. That's my, a problem. My spot is this guy. He can't play. It's not like he's on last year's Rams with Cup, Beckham, and, and, and uh, Robert Woods. And no, like, he's on a. It's not like he's really on, bad receiving room. Yeah, he's in one of the worst in the league, mind you. But maybe bottom three. Really, and Bears, I think, is the only comparable. Even, it's not like he's getting on the field and not producing. He can't even get snaps, man. Is he yeah. even dressing? I don't know. Yeah. So and that's why I really gotta know if it's if it's a coaching thing. Like, is Dable just a guy that's you have bad attitude? Screw you. I don't want to play. I, I don't know. I, I would hope not. Being at six four and. Again, being able to produce on the He was bad before Dable got there. He wasn't Uh, this bad, but he was nowhere close to what he was in Detroit. Not even close. He was a thousand yard receiver in Detroit. Right. And so I guess that's that's where I I just beg the point is a guy like Josh Gordon, for example. He's somehow still hanging around. Is he on a team? I don't think so. He was on Titans like a couple weeks ago. And I I don't think I've where yeah, find, no. Where like, do you find this stuff, man? Who do you follow? Oh, uh, uh, dude, it's well, yeah, Twitter. I got random accounts and Bleacher Report. I mean, I, I literally my thirty-minute lunch, like other than the five six minutes it takes, to, like prep my lunch and get settled. Like, you ever I'm seen the Matrix? Searching with like Neo and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know when they like this is what you remind me. Of. You know when they like Mr. Anderson. No, no, no. <laughs> you make me think of when Neo like first like he gets out of the Matrix and he's on the ship and they're teaching him how to do this stuff and they're like teaching him karate and all this stuff and they do it by just installing a floppy disk into his brain and then he just learns how to do it. That's how huh. I feel with you when it comes to obscure sports knowledge, right? Like you oh, just like so innately like you open your phone and you're just like, hmm. Josh Gordon signed a 10-day contract. Hmm. LeBron James scored 26 points last night. That brings his career average up to 27.4. And you just know it yeah. all in your head. Like, no, that's I, really how it works, man. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. That's, that's exactly how my brain works. In terms of like remembering what I ate today, <laughs> it would take me a minute to recite it to you. But... Yeah, you, you want to ask me like you know certain random questions? Yeah, just pull them off the top of my head. I don't know. I think there's some. I think I just something's wrong in my brain. But uh, is it wrong? Nonetheless, right? Uh, right in this sense, wrong in like every other aspect of life. But hey, you know that's why I do this show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah, you know Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, right? Dead. Like we're just kind of yeah, hoping he comes fish back out of water. Dead. Yeah, I, I and you know that's. Hoping. I have one more interesting one for you. Yeah, no, you're... before we move on, Julio mm-hmm. Jones. Oh, he's still alive. It's it's he's alive. He's in the same. 
He's in the same realm of Stafford. It's like he wants his career to continue. Someone's going to pick him up and he'll play. It's just a matter of does he want I don't to? know about that. I don't know about that. He he has not produced much for the Bucks this year. More than I expected him to, but Yeah, the Bucks is a team, Evan. I mean, when he, he what other team is going to take him? Who would be incentivized to sign him next year? The Giants, the Bears. Uh, I could really – the Jags. Like, like, there's some rooms that – even the Packers, like, just having a steady vet guy that's – I understand the injuries there, but it's like if Julio is healthy and playing – I know I said he's not Julio Jones, like the one we're accustomed to being a big play, but he's not a negative. Like even with him not having a good year, it's still better than Kenny Galladay. So like I'll give wow, him that in the sense that like that, right? Like he's he's not so buried, okay. And if he wants a deal, I think he can get one. Over or under one and a half more seasons. Yeah. One and a half is such a interesting number. I actually personally think it's. Under, I think he comes back next year with a different team and realizes it's probably time to hang it up. And, and again, if he wants to keep going, that's going to be like at his mercy. Um, even like Odell, I think that whole situation has been so overblown of how people act like they're going to get he's get signed somewhere and that team is just going to be glorious. And so you know, you know what I heard about Odell though. Oh, Harry's not going to play this year. I think it's well that, but also when he first tore his ACL, I heard I actually saw it was a like poorly executed surgery. So when he was playing for the Rams last year, like there wasn't much hope. Like it was pretty well known. Like he that was probably going to be it for him because there like his knee was not in good shape. But then he yeah. redid it, so he got a chance to redo the surgery, and in theory, it might have saved his career. Interesting. So obviously, I think he would have played this year if he didn't tear his ACL in the Super Bowl because of just what he was doing in the playoffs last year for them. But yeah, it's interesting when it comes to like a thought of like, oh, over under one and a half more years. Like, I don't know if he'd have made it, but now I think he will. Yeah, yeah, and I'd agree. And the thing people don't really realize, I think, with the Odell injuries, like a typical ACL turnaround. Like, it's like a minimum nine-month recovery, right? And so if he tore it in February, at best, he's coming back in November. And we just yeah. started December. Like, the reality is it, it would be safest for him to maybe get snaps in the playoffs. Like, he might be fully healthy around the Super Bowl. Again, this is all, like, at best hypothetical. So when things are coming out, all oh, the Cowboys balked at signing him. The Giants aren't. They were happy with the visit, but didn't make an offer. Yeah, because he's not, not going to play this year. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to play this year. And at that case, just sign him next year. Like, worry about it then. Which yeah, again, which I think he will. Me. I think he will get signed. I really. I oh, agree. agree. I agree. He's definitely on that aspect of he's going to play. I just uh, I guess, and I think like, he can still year, contribute. It's just. No doubt. No doubt he can. It's just the, the whole narrative of add this guy to your fantasy team, you know, for that playoff run and no. whoever gets some is going to be a dream team. Stop it. Stop it. Like, no, he's not that good. He's, he's not that good. Yeah. Even when healthy, it's like, you gotta just pump the brakes. Yeah. Um, but 
No, yeah. it's it's very interesting how you bring that up. It's interesting. It's very interesting. A lot of a lot of dead careers going on in the NFL right now. Yeah, names that man, even three or four years ago were all superstars. Really? Yeah, it's that's crazy. True. That's true. It's we can uh, we can pivot to some fantasy frenzy really quick and get this. Yeah. Uh, get, you know, one of my favorite segments. So. Recap of last week, uh, you beat me 170, 169, but 170, which is our second highest scoring week, I believe, to wow. uh, 137, which I had a good week. Um, but you really, I mean, you had Devontae and Tyreek Hill, and, and then... It was a monster week. Yeah, it we really talked about was. it on Sunday, and Kelsey busted for me. So that brings you to 6-3. and three. We said the totals last week, they were incorrect. So 6-3... Uh, and three, I want to make sure that is correct. Um, oops. You are six and three with a total of 1,314 points. Mm. Make sure that's right. I believe it is. So 1,300. Sounds right. 14 points is me. You have 1,340. Sorry. So wow. you're winning by 26. So apologies okay. for trying to figure something out there. But um, So the guys that are not available this week, those of you who are new, we draft a team. Anybody we picked last week can't be picked the, the following week. Um, so the guys who are unavailable this week are Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Ramondre Stevenson, Christian Kirk, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Nick Chubb, Justin Jefferson, Justin Tucker, Graham Gano, Seattle, and Dallas defense. Now, that gives me the first pick because I lost last week. And this is a very interesting week. There are uh, not a lot of players left because we uh, forgot Thanksgiving, and there's not a lot of great matchups out there. So with my first pick, um, and I'm just gonna double check, make sure this guy's make sure this guy's good to go. He's all you know, he's healthy. Make sure he's playing. I forgot to do this beforehand, so let me apologize. Let me apologize before we do that um, to the viewers for not having this ready to go because I should, I should, I should, should be no hesitation with the first pick. You know, it's inexcusable. But uh, let me just make sure. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's listed as questionable. Um, but I think he's going to have to play because they're going to have to start Brock Purdy. So I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's got a tough matchup in terms of who they're playing defensively, but he's Christian McCaffrey and uh, Elijah Mitchell's out and they're starting a seventh-round quarterback. So, hmm. For that reason, I think yeah, he's going to play. I can't really argue with that logic, um, but it's also it's CMC, man. I mean, when does he? He's got questionable tag. It's very dicey compared to most players. Uh, on that note, I'm going to go with the uh, old division matchup here. It's really just because I'm not really sold in the Vikings in terms of uh, defensively. I think they got more issues that get overlooked. So I'm going to take not A.J. Brown, uh, Amon Ra St. Brown. I can't, uh, believe, yeah. I can't believe we got him. I thought he I was going to. 
Oh, yeah. See, I'm not really too high on the running backs this week. And uh, I loved my receiver-heavy strat last week. So, if it's working, why stop? And uh, he had quite the game last week. And I think the Lions are actually, like, trying to be competitive at this point. They're 5-7. and seven. They're not mathematically eliminated. And actually, if they win out, have somewhat of a shot getting in. So, yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown is my first selection. Good pick. I really like that matchup. Vikings defense is not very good. So um, I have to play. I have to grab a receiver here now, um, play a little defense. So uh, I'm going to take the guy that we – the big name that I was going to take last week and I decided not to because, well, he actually didn't play that well last week. But I think he's fully healthy now. And uh, when this guy's healthy, he should be – if he's available, he should be taken just because he's Jamar Chase. So uh, I'm going to take Jamar Chase, just grabbing superstars right now, trying to get guys who can touch the ball. But, yeah. Solid pick going with his teammate. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to switch here and go running back. Straight. Oh, you're going running back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go with Joe Mixon. He's coming back from a concussion. Last time I saw him, he was very good. And he's got a lot of rest. I mean, two weeks for a concussion is nice. You know, I think he's probably could have played last week if he really needed to. But, obviously, he didn't. They still won. And, yeah, I really like that. The idea of Joe Mixon being RB1, he's, he's popped off occasionally this year. So, just banking on it happening again. It's a solid pick. That's a solid pick. Uh, I'm going to grab – I had Mixon written down, so, I, I, you know, <laughs> you've now done that twice. This usually – this is the most you've ever done that to me, so I'm scrambling a little bit. But uh, I'm going to take DK Metcalf. He's coming off two solid weeks. I'm going to grab my wide receiver two here. I think wide receivers – everything feels a little thin this week. So, um, mm. DK Metcalf at receiver two um, just to get a guy on the board, basically. Oh, yeah. I like a guy a little bit more than DK Metcalf by the name of Stephon Diggs. So, uh, I'm going to take him and slot him in beside uh, Amon Ross Sam Brown. And wow. he's Josh I, Allen's number one. I mean, he gets minimum 20. Every totally week, so. thought we picked him last week. That is crazy. I cannot <laughs> believe I just did that. It's all good, man. It's all good. You never know. Well, actually, no, you never no. know. I just realized they're playing the Jets. That's why I didn't have them written down. I don't like the matchup against Sauce Gardner. That's why I did that. That's fair. That's why. That's I did that. All right. Now I'm not. Now at least I know I chose not to pick Diggs and didn't just leave him out there to be stupid. Um, all huh. right. So. I'm going to grab my flex. This is a very interesting play here. I, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to grab my flex, and I'm torn between two guys, but I'm going to, I'm going to make the safe choice. Uh, this guy's been rocking and rolling for a couple of weeks now, ever since they made their quarterback change. And uh, he's been – he was hot at the start of the year, and then Zach Wilson started playing, and he was really bad. And he's been hot ever since. Ah, uh, Garrett Wilson. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Garrett Wilson. He's been rolling the last couple of weeks at 160 yards last week and didn't even score a touchdown. So I'm going to take him for my flex. Yeah, it quite the game. Quite the game. Going to fill out the running backs here. Get Dalvin Cook to go along with Joe Mixon. Um, I, I really love that ideology of the Vikings do play really well on offense. So just logically speaking, they should be ahead of the Lions, and I think they can run the ball on that team, so yeah lock that RB2 down Yeah, uh, I, I like your like your logic, the Vikings have a pretty high powered offense, and uh, when Jefferson's not available, Cook's usually the guy that gets picked 
The only other guy on that offense I consider taking for this is TJ Hawkinson, which I'm going to do because we don't have mm. Kelsey or Andrews this week. So a decent matchup against Detroit's poor secondary. So tight ends are shot in the mm. dark these days if you don't have Travis Kelsey. So. Okay. Okay. Um, And just to clarify, you did take Derrick Henry last week. Yes. You saw him important. down, but then I was like, I'm pretty sure you used him. So that means I'm going to have to go with – I feel like he doesn't get picked as much as he should have, and he's probably almost like – considering he plays for the Cowboys, is like relatively quiet on having a decent year. Uh, I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb as my flex oh. spot. Yeah, yeah, I really love – I thought uh, you were going to take somebody else. No, I, I just think he like he'll go for like 10 and 160, no touchdowns, and that's a great day, but like nobody really talks about it. And uh I have to agree he's been yeah, he's been CD Lamb some love. Oddly quiet this year. So you're locked out at skill positions, which means I, I can now fill out the rest of my roster without having to take my RB2. So now I, I take my pick advantage and I'm gonna use it. Um <laughs> that's what couple... you want to call seven and three. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we can tone it back. It hasn't worked though. It hasn't worked for you. That's all I'm gonna say. And you know what, man? It's gonna work this week. Okay. I'm expecting a shootout between two high-powered offenses. Okay. One of them being two attack of Iola, the other one being Justin Herbert. And when it comes to sheer throw the ball 50 times, both of these guys come to mind, actually. And uh I'm still torn on which one to take, but uh, I believe Miami has a worse defense, so I'll just err on the side of Justin Herbert. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm not going to try. We're going to take Tua. We're going to take Tua for for a quarterback just because I'm going to trust in receivers, and uh, the Chargers are mid. So Tua Tagovailoa, complete switch of heart. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm not – Take Justin Herbert, and I actually wasn't planning on taking two either. Um, I'm assuming I, you're going to take Josh Allen. No, actually, I oh. don't like Josh Allen this week. I don't like how he plays against the Jets. I think the Sauce Gardner thing, I think Diggs is still going to produce, but I wouldn't be shocked if Gardner gets a pick, maybe even two, just because, I mean, look, Josh Allen, for, I'm not going to say forces it to Diggs, but it's clear as day like who the number one guy is on that team. Uh, there's no way he just doesn't get his touches, so that's why I picked him. But I don't like Josh Allen. I actually like a guy who's emerging as a uh, dark horse MVP candidate, especially after that uh, win over my homeboy after last week, and that's Joe Burrow. Uh, I think hopefully he can throw a touchdown to mix, and that'd be best-case scenario for me. But, uh, yeah, I like this idea of uh, just going all in. It's been working for me lately. Yeah, yeah, I can't really argue that. Um, all right, I, I'm going to do the smart thing here. I'm going to take the Vegas defense for tonight because I, if Baker Mayfield's playing or whoever else it would be, uh, that's just the smart thing to do, man. They're not a good offense. And uh, we've been benefiting off of pit betting against the Rams offense all year. So, yeah. Hey, man, that's uh, not really it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to argue with that logic. Oh, so I believe I took Mark Andrews last week at tight ends, and he, did. he wasn't horrible. Um, but as we brought up, it's a slim group, so I guess that's just gonna. I'm just gonna have to go with Pat Freermuth. 
Opie gets a red zone touchdown, <laughs> but they're playing the Ravens. Like that screams six to three final score. Like it just is what it is between him and Dulcich, which if you're looking at the Steelers and Broncos for tight end options, uh, things are getting, they're getting bad. No, I'm sorry. It's just bad, but yeah. Fairmouth it is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going to double down. Have a little fun tonight. Um, I'm going to take Daniel Carlson just because it's Thursday night football and sometimes drives don't get finished on Thursdays. So, and it's Daniel. He's a, he's a top tier kicker. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, Daniel Carlson, hopefully he makes one or two field goals and a couple extra points. Oh, yeah. I should get some points on the board for you. I'm actually kind of, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm glad, you know, you didn't take him. Uh, Cowboys defense was. Fantastic him, last week. Took him last week. And uh yeah, that's right. I can't take him this week. <laughs> you took him that's last why. week too. That's, that's the best why. Part. That's why I can't. God. It's fine. I oh the Texans matchup was so just mm. I know. That was screaming another 20 point day. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'll go with the Ravens son. I mean, I know All I'm right. kind of going contradicting with Pat Freer move, but like I think I'm more confident in the Ravens defense and Hey, it's still have a great day, and Fremuth could still get me his, you know, minimum of eight to nine points, hopefully. That's, uh, yeah. So for my RB2, uh, I'm going to do something a little uncharacteristic, I guess. Um, I, I liked Saquon, but he's popped up on the injury report, and, and, and I'm already going with Christian McCaffrey, so I, I don't know. Uh, and it's a weird neck thing with Saquon, so... I'm going to be really upset if he doesn't play because I have him in a couple of real leagues, but uh, I'm going to play it safe here for Fantasy Frenzy, and I'm going to take Tony Pollard. And that's what's uncharacteristic is I usually don't pick guys who are part of a committee, but the Houston Texans are 32nd ranked against the run, and uh, I think Pollard is the RB1 in Dallas, and I think that he's going to have an electric first half, and that'll be enough, <laughs> if that makes sense. Pollard should be the RB1. It, it seems like to be that when their offense is rolling, Pollard scores more fantasy points. And when their offense yeah. isn't, Zeke does. And so I'm anticipating them to be rolling. Um, and my example for that is the Vikings game. So, yeah. Oh, that's a decent pick, filling out the uh, last running back slot. Final pick of the Knights go Ty Bass, Bills kicker. Uh, it's kind of just tells you how sold I was on Josh Allen. I think it's going to be more field goals than touchdowns for the bills on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I think that'll wrap things up for our frenzy this week. Yeah. So a quick replay recap. My team is Tua CMC, Tony Pollard, Jamar chase, DK Metcalf, TJ Hawkinson, Garrett Wilson, Daniel Carson in the Vegas defense. And you have, uh, Joe and Joe, Burrow and Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Amon Ross, Stephon Diggs, Pat Fryermuth, CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Bass, and the Ravens defense. So uh, I need a win this week. I'm not too far behind in points, which is the ironic part, um, which seems to happen to me in more than one league. So I uh, find ways to lose games by less than 10 fairly often. So um, <laughs> with that being said, we both picked the Raiders to win tonight. I feel like that was a pretty obvious pick, but uh, – Kicking off the Sunday slate, we got Vikings going in Detroit. And Detroit, I don't know if they still are, but they, at one point this week, were one-and-a-half-point favorites to win this game. Hmm. 
So I'm interested to hear your pick here. Boy. I know, like, it's such a, like, they're favored, so it makes sense. It's weird to say, like, a Detroit win would be too predictable. Like, I almost just feel like I'm going to pick What is this, a Scooby-Doo episode? (laughs) uh, That's the NFL, man. Like, (laughs) you think one thing's going to happen, then the opposite happens. And... I, for example, thought the Jags would keep the momentum rolling and got waxed by the Lions. I'm wondering if the Vikings just crap all over the Lions. And I actually, I'm just going to lean that way. Honestly, I'm going to take the Vikings this week. I could be way off. You know, that Lions initial uh, favorite, you know, spread might be accurate. But uh, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings too. So yeah, I wasn't going to take like that bait, that, man. man. I'm glad yeah. to see you were on the same page because. Uh, look, the Lions are good, but they have the trend in them and this division is so bad that I, to bet against that, especially with a 10 and two team that knows how to win games by less than a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions win this game and I will laugh really hard, but I think it'd be, yeah. dumb. It'd be dumb not to pick the Vikings guys. Come on. Uh, but that takes us to a very interesting matchup and I'll go first. I'll take, I'll, I'll take my turn. Uh, Baltimore, and maybe this isn't as big of an upset as I thought it was because I forgot Lamar wasn't playing. But uh, Baltimore going into Pittsburgh. I am going to take Pittsburgh this week. Uh, I know Tyrese Huntley, they, they were able to squeak out the win last week. But I think that TJ Watt, they've been a different team ever since he's come back. So, um, yeah, Pittsburgh's my pick. I, and I know they got the backup quarterback. So it's not as big, not as bold a pick as I initially thought. But, yeah. Yeah, and uh, maybe I'll make the bold pick then. I love that. Going Tyler. with I Tyler, the uh, yeah, you know the Tyler Money Huntley. Uh, I've actually always been a fan. Personally, I think he's so underrated, and is honestly could have a starting job over at least a couple guys in the NFL right now. Will he get it done with the Ravens? I mean, we'll see. That's why I'm picking them. Uh, and it's listen, if he's going ahead of Kenny Pickett, it's not going to be a matter of that. It's just defensively, who's who's gonna, you know, yeah, I mean, that's why I, pick, I know you brought up TJ Watt. Yeah, oh, and hopefully Roquan can uh, hold things down with the Ravens, but yeah. uh, yeah, fair pick, fair pick, fair. Well, we'll see, but uh, yeah. all right, Browns at Bengals, and I'll admit, um, Browns blew them out earlier in the year, uh, it, and Burrow is uh winless all time against the Browns crazy crazy for a division matchup. But I want to say this. If, if Brissett was still playing, I probably actually might take the Browns based off that trend, but Deshaun showed nothing last week, man. And the Bengals, they've been kind of rolling, doing what they do, turning on week 10 and getting ready for the playoff run. So I'm taking Cincinnati here. It's in Cincinnati. I think Burrow has got that edge. They're coming off a big win against the Chiefs, but they just seem to be getting into playoff, you know, primetime, big, 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 I don't know, big game mode. And so it's December. I'm taking Burrow in in a big seeding playoff divisional matchup. No, no doubt. I I think especially with the Lamar Jackson, the Bengals are definitely in runaway with the division at this point. So glad to see that my pick held true. And in terms of Browns, I think this actually 
is going to be the first step in now I'm realizing they gave Deshaun Watson a mistake of a contract. I understand it's one week, and I'm not going to be like, oh, he's – I just don't think they I'm looking at Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, I just don't I just don't think they understand what they got. I, I really don't. And um it seems kind of just a put together whatever. I, I would agree with you that lately it's felt like Brissett's had more of the reins. I know we've only seen Watson for one game. Uh but well they have to start that, Watson the rest of the year. All right, all no, right. and they're they're That's going to. There's no there's no quarterback controversy when you pay a guy that much money. So why Russell Wilson still has his job. But in, in terms of just Deshaun Watson and what he can do. I'm not really questioning that. It's just the fit with the Browns. And they like to just sign guys, I feel like, lately between the OBJ, Jarvis Landry, who are already gone. Like, like they just are trying so hard to make this roster good. And I think they're just going to keep sitting around. They're like the Cardinals of the AFC, in my opinion. Like they're going to win games, maybe in some games you don't expect them to, but they're never really going to go over the top. And so. I and again, yeah, I picked Joe Burrow as my fantasy quarterback, so there was no way I wasn't taking the Bengals. <laughs> but watch the Browns this year. Uh, they, they were five and seven before Deshaun Watson. I don't think they finished much better. I think seven and ten is the uh, realistic trajectory, in my opinion. All right, I, I like all the thoughts. Cardinals of the AFC. I like that analogy a lot. Yeah, I think that's pretty. A lot accurate. of talent, but it's just not blending well. Yeah. So we're both not- rolling, both rolling with Cincinnati. Uh, now here's another interesting division matchup. I'm excited. I'm excited for you picked Diggs. I'm assuming you're rolling with the Bills, but uh, I'll, I'll hear your case because I'm kind of on the fence. So Jets at Bills. Bills for the only – it's going to be so close of a game, and it's really just the only reason. I don't think the Bills – they beat the Patriots. But like in terms of like their division record for the year, it's not good. Uh, they already lost to the Jets and the Dolphins, so – they kind of need this, and uh, even if they don't, I don't play well, I don't see I, the, I Bills. Like the Bills. I don't see the Jets beating the Bills twice this year, man. That's kind of my a takeaway. Tough sell, yeah, really gonna, is. And I'll definitely say this: if they do and they play them a third time, they will not win that game. So, uh, <laughs> Bills is is who I'm rolling with as well. But I was on the fence. I'll tell you, I was on the fence. They match up really pick. well. They match up really well. And they beat him with Zach Wilson. Right. You know, I, Mike, I Mike White does provide White. a different than that. Like, he does more for the I offense. might talk myself into this. Okay, okay. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, easy one here. Texans uh, going into Dallas. Not doing anything crazy yeah. this week. Okay. Keep him moving. All right. Uh, Philly, division rival against the Giants in New York. In New York is entertaining. Close game, but Philly wins it. Yeah, you know how I feel about the Giants, so I'm going Philly. Yeah, they're starting to falter a bit, man. It's not been impressive the last couple of weeks. Have to starting agree. to Especially if Saquon's tweet, you know, he's, he's, he's injured. So, um, yeah. all right, Jaguars at Titans. I'm rolling with the Titans. They've owned division matchups for the last however many years, and Derrick Henry has owned the division, so – uh, I'm That's why I was so upset when he wasn't available, really, because this is screams like 200-yard day. Uh, Titans for sure. Jags just, they don't know how to win, and like you said, they, they just, they're not good in the division. They're just not. Yeah. Unless it's the Colts. Unless it's the Colts. I got another layup for you. Chiefs at Broncos. We're not riding. 
even at Broncos, like holy cow, Broncos. Like they just keep hitting new lows every week. So, dude, yeah. the Russell Wilson touchdown to bathroom ratio is starting to become a real sweat, dude. Have you seen it's that? It's so fun to watch, man. <laughs> yes. It's touchdowns. Peyton Manning threw for more. Well, not more. Threw for seven in the first week, like 2013. Oh, like, and yeah, I think Russ is 12 bathrooms. I want to so. know what the what the betting odds would have been on Russell Wilson under 10 touchdowns this year. Oh my gosh. You made a lot of money if you bet it at the beginning of the year. That's all I'm gonna say. All no right. one expected this. Ah, that's so bad. Uh, one of these days, I'm just going to go back and listen to our uh, preseason podcast again because Can't I know it's just some bad takes in there. Man. Yeah, he, was, he talked about the AFC West like it was going to be Raiders are up there for sure. <laughs> we we're like, um, all four teams are making the playoffs, no questions asked. Who else is getting in the AFC? It doesn't matter. And, and now I think one team is going to make it from the AFC West, and it was the AFC wild. East. Absolutely wild. All right, Panthers at Seahawks. I'm sorry, I don't see Carolina going into Seattle and winning. No. Yeah, I don't love that I at all. Um, I pick Seattle at home against actually anybody, so let alone the yeah. Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree it's a very enticing pick when they're at home, and especially Carolina. They, they just can't score as much. So Seattle should roll. All right, here's an interesting one. We talked about him a little bit at the start of the episode. We talked about Brock Purdy a little bit in the middle of the episode. But we've got Mr. Relevant defending his home turf against the Goats. I'm going to go on a limb. Oh, wow. I'm taking the 49ers this week. I think that the San Francisco D-line poses too many issues that expose exactly what's poor about the Bucs. Uh, I might take the Bucs under 13, 14 points this week. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I figured you would. <laughs> and, I can see uh, I can see the vision, but I'm pretty confident. So. Yeah, and the vision is this. Uh, as bad as this offense has bad. I'm not going to debate that. The defense, in my opinion, has been very underrated, I think, especially in a team where you know – they have no downfield game. As, as much as Shannon can mix things up and whatnot, you're not trusting Brock Purdy to throw it deep, let alone throw it a lot. And so I think that really makes an easy game plan for Todd Bowles and that what well, was a Super Bowl winning defense not many years ago. I mean, we're two years removed. A lot of those guys are still there. So Fair take. Fair I, I take. Do, yeah, I just, I really do like the Buccaneers. And I think this is where Tom Brady kind of, you know, pulls games. Hey, I'm unrestricted, you know, free agent, you know. Oh, he might end up in San Francisco. I really think we that's can have that a, CMC, We can do that. Yeah, next. the CMC trade really, I think, acknowledged that being a possibility. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I really am. Solid, solid. Now, we're treated to a very nice. Uh, Sunday night game. And I'm very interested to see where you go with this because I might just go the opposite, just go the opposite, full transparency. But uh, Miami in San Diego, well, not San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. Never gets old. I don't know why. Tales old time. They're going to go and be below 500 and then win next week. I don't think the Chargers, they're going to get completely outcoached by Mike McDaniel. 
Uh, I'm sorry. I saw Mike McDaniel versus Brian uh, Staley. Initially loved Dolphins. And yeah, they're going to fall to six and seven and win next week. And we're going to, it's going to be the nine and eight Chargers. Like, dang it. I really thought you were going to take the Chargers, man. I got no, no, I got to take the Dolphins. I thought the the Raiders against them last week. Like, I just, I don't like the Chargers really that much, to be honest. Yeah. So then I'm guessing Monday night, Patriots at Cardinals. I'm taking the Patriots. It's take, it's going to take a lot for me to pick the Cardinals at this point. So do it. Do it. It just, you know, I brought up that point of the Browns, you know, being the Cardinals of the AFC, and they just win games they shouldn't. Kind of like a little Patriots lost to the Bears at home in prime time, like oh, not that long ago. I'm kind of just dismisses that. Gonna go on a limb and take the Cardinals, man. That's gonna be my joke, upset man. of the week. There's a huge upset difference between week. Justin Fields and Kyler Murray, man. I, that's... Is there? We'll find out. I think uh... Fields more explosive this year, but Kyler Murray already got paid. I'm not saying it's a good contract. But, uh, yeah, it's my upset of the week, man. We'll see what happens. I guess my we'll upset of the week happens. then has to be Pittsburgh, if that's even at all. Or the Vikings, actually. The Vikings are my are my upset of the week. But sure, uh, sure. Or the Niners. No, the Niners. I feel like, well, I don't know who the favorite is. We'd have the betting odds, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. games this week. I guess that means we got one. A couple different picks. Not three different enough. picks. Yeah, I don't, I don't make things entertaining. So a lot less than last week's 11, but we ended up tying last week. So uh, we mathematically can't this week. So somebody has to be, somebody has to win, be be in the lead. But as a quick recap on the year, we are both 112 and 83. So we've come a long way from being like 20 games below 500 and, and trying to climb back. We're, we're well above 500, almost 30 at this point. So, um, yeah. Now it's just a matter of, you know, seeing if we can beat each other, which we'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that takes us, to our, takes us to our final segment, which has become one of my favorites very quickly as we've uh, started to do it more. But um, who he played for. And I've got a couple guys for you. I've got a couple guys. I'm going to be interested to see if you can get these guys. So. I'll start off. I'm not going to give the draft year on this one because I believe I actually I don't really have anything. I believe I just don't want to give you more information than I need to because I don't <laughs> I'm trying to win. So and, and I'm fighting an encyclopedia. So uh, this guy, let me look up his football reference page in case I need to list some obscure stats to help the help the help the viewers. So uh, this guy was drafted by Philadelphia at some point in history. Uh, he then spent some time in, and I'll say this, spent some time with the St. Louis Rams. And then he was with Kansas City. Nick Foles. Oh. <laughs> you are kidding me. Oh, no. If you didn't... <laughs> You are kidding me. I heard St. Louis. And I was like, shortlist. And I was like, longevity, quarterback, 
I heard Kansas City. Big Foles. All right. Well, I next time the St. Louis Rams come up, I'm not saying St. Louis. God, hey, let us know in our Instagram DMs if anybody else got it that fast. I'm sure you didn't. (laughs) That might be the quickest, actually. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, he also that he went back to Philadelphia, went to Jacksonville, Chicago, and now he's with Indianapolis. For anybody who was curious, we didn't get to, you know, pass the third year of his career. So. Unbelievable, un un freaking believable. No, uh, <laughs> wow. No, I, I'm gonna give you some uh, not leeway, just some you know hints here. All right, this because again, it's gonna be harder to follow. He's a running back. All right. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, I, I feel like that's actually that's where that, this, that might be the hardest. But unless we start doing old linemen, that, say, that might be where the money is in terms of yeah, like changing teams and whatnot. So he's drafted in 2014. By the Oakland Raiders. All right. Okay. He's with the Oakland Raiders until 2016. In 2017, he signed with the Vikings and played there for two years. You're going to be so and mad then, at me. It's Latavius Murray. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got him yeah. back. I got him back. There we go. Yeah. It was, yeah. I, I hope the Oakland's thing was a little bit helpful. Position um, gave it away. I, I won't lie. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I would have got okay. it eventually. Uh, yeah, maybe it's uh, too much then. Little, okay, maybe a little too much, but we're learning because with football, it's way harder than basketball. It's, it's way there's harder. so many names, there's so there's... many guys. I haven't even gone into O linemen yet. So, yeah. okay, all right. So this guy, I think we probably have time for like one more each. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me look up this guy's football okay. reference page so I can once again name obscure stats if I am given the opportunity. So I'm not even I'm I'm not taking my I'm not taking my time this time. I'm just gonna read it so I can actually get it all out. So uh this guy drafted by the Texans at some point in history, then spent time with the Rams. <laughs> uh he then went to Minnesota, he then went to Denver, spent some time in Washington, Cleveland, and Buffalo. Oh brother. Holy crap, dude. That was kind of a lot. Can just a little bit slower? I'll go slower. Houston, Houston. Rams, Minnesota, Denver, Washington, Cleveland, Buffalo. Can you see the side of the ball? Uh yeah, plays offense. No idea. Plays offense. And he was a the heck? Oh, it doesn't so it doesn't give his draft position. I don't know why. I feel really good right now. Yeah, you should. That was the, the this one made sense. This one's. This dude play a new team every year. Oh, God. I don't think I know this. I, I, I really don't. And they're a current player. Current player for the Buffalo Bills, yes. What? 
Yeah. I, Do you want another other hand? Yeah, I appreciate it. All right. He was drafted in 2013. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, here's is he obs- a line. He's a lineman, isn't he? He is not a lineman. Here's a. Case Keenum? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I my goodness. Oh, I'll take a half win. The next hint I was going to give you is that he's only played in 78 games in his career, which is That's like. still. Well, he's never played. He's only played more than 10 twice, and that was Minnesota and Denver. But uh, I didn't know. I'll say this. I didn't know he was like drafted. Washington, the Rams just. Yeah, yeah, that was like a weird time. I do not remember. He's like initially Houston. from Houston. Like I think he was drafted. Yeah, he started from Houston. Ten, he started ten. He played ten games in two years in Houston and was drafted by Houston. And then he was with the St. Louis Rams. And I couldn't say that because he you would have gotten it right away. Yeah. Um. Okay. That was very, good. Poll, very... Good poll. Good poll. Yeah. Um. So I got a guy, and I just want to make sure. It's so first of all, drafted in two thousand eight by the Eagles. Oh God, uh, that's oh God. Yeah, it's Eagle. gonna be entertaining. Two thousand eight. He's a current player. Oh yeah, and we have to keep it current, low key for this. Otherwise, I will. As no, much you have as to. You have to say if it's, if it's not current. Maybe we'll do that in the offseason. If it's not current, you have to say that. You have to let them know, yeah. Or at least so, then you then you for sure have to the draft year or something, you know, unless it's right, be, you know. Okay, but this right. is yeah. So he was with Philly essentially for six seasons. Like I mean, I say essentially, but he, he was six seasons. Okay. And then it was uh, three seasons with the at the time Redskins. Hope okay. This doesn't, you know, whatever. Um, and then it was two years with the Buccaneers, and then it was two more seasons in Philly, and then last season this actually might help. He was with the Raiders. And he was at one point moved to the Rams. And he's currently on is the it, Ravens this year. Is it Deshaun Jackson? It is Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah. 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 The Ravens is actually what put me. I was I was reaching. I, the guy I thought it was gonna be was um is it Jason Peters? Is he the left tackle? That's a good one. I, I was just like, thinking of like on the Eagles. Cowboys. Yeah, like Eagles 2008 is where I started. And um Yeah, no, that's a really good uh, That was a good one, man. He's played he's played on a lot of teams. I do not remember Deshaun Jackson in Washington. That that is that is crazy. Um up oh, still there. You might have lost him. He's coming back. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I do. I do not remember Deshaun Jackson in Washington. No, I, I didn't either. I was like, "Oh, really?" And he had Tampa. I was like, "What world?" Was he on a Super Bowl like, team with Tampa? Technically, I don't think so. Or was he with he the Winston? Was he with James Winston? He was. He was with Winston. He was a famous Jameis. Yeah, for like wow. sixteen, seventeen. Because then he went back to the field. Was that like he, Josh Freeman? 
No, no. Josh, Josh Freeman was, yeah. Freeman might be the Vikings in like 2016. But um, he was. What a, what a blast. Yeah, that's past. a blast in the past. Jeez. And no, that's. Yeah, I mean, that's that was probably one of the harder ones. I mean, in terms of 36-year-old receivers, the list is pretty yeah. short at yeah, this point. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm happy with that. Um, all right, well, I think that concludes our episode, concludes our uh, Week 14 preview. So, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and uh, YouTube, the whole shebang. Um, and we'll be back on Sunday to react to Week 14. So uh, hit us up in our Instagram DMs if you have any suggestions, uh, any ways you think you might be able to beat the human encyclopedia. You guys know the drill. So, uh, as always, from the BB Show, um, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yes, sir.